welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran, here on the New Story Podcast. This week we are looking at the dates of February the 3rd through the 9th, so Monday to Sunday. The theme I've picked this week is, what I want is wanting me. What I want is wanting me. Now, sometimes we can interpret that as, uh, you know, if I want a certain person, then that person is wanting me. And, and that may be, that may not be likely in some, in some situations. What this theme really applies to, what I want is wanting me, is that if you are, let's say, um, that person represents wanting love, wanting partnership, wanting to um, grow something with another person. That is also wanting you. And, um, you know, it may take us needing to give up our expectations or willing our way through and allowing spirit to align us with what we want rather than, you know, being so zeroed in on what we think what we want looks like. Does that sound right? <laughs> it's a fucking brain teaser. Um, I think I just confused myself with the amount of times I just said want. What I want is wanting me. If you want to feel more love, imagine that that love is really trying to get to you. It's really trying to get to you. Okay? It's there. It's in the field. It's in the field. Uh, it might not be a, through a particular person or experience, but it's available to you in the collective consciousness. It's there. It's in your energy field. Uh, it's really, are you tapping into it? You know, are you tapping into that what you want is wanting you? So we're just really focused in this week on that, you know, this is a benevol- benevolent universe. It's not... It's not just the harshness that we see. There's also a great deal of love and benevolence available to us and support. And the universe is not conspiring against us to keep us from what we want and punish us and make us feel like shit. You know, um, what I want is wanting me. If I want to make a difference in my community, my community wants that from me. If I want to be a singer, then that's what the collective wants me to do, right? If I want to be in love with my life, then that, my life wants me to be in love, okay? What I want is wanting me. The tarot card I pulled this week is the Eight of Wands. Um, We definitely have this one pop up more often than any other ones. And to me, it signifies just a, a moment of rapid, rapid movement, okay? It's, it's all about making your move, receiving news, traveling, things progressing. They're the main themes of this very active tarot card. Wands are fire. They are um, spirit in motion, you know? They're, they are the very suit of energy itself. So this week, we're becoming cognizant of some forward motion. Things are shifting, and we see it and feel it. With this card, that might be applied to the rapid shift of an ending, right, where you finally kind of see the pieces coming together of that ending, or a new beginning, 
You know, it might be that we're rapidly seeing things being initiated. We're not going to avoid movement with this card. You know, things are definitely moving and shaking. This card tells us that whatever area of our lives we've been, you know, really working on, um, we're going to see some action soon in the short term. You know, the Eight of Wands is not a card of like six months down the line. This is now. This is very an immediate energy card. So what is some unfinished business you need to connect in with this week? You know, I think with this, we've got a Mercury retrograde coming up very soon. So it's really all about unfinished business, you know. And uh, I'm with you if you're, like, fucking frustrated and you're like, damn, all I got is, un all I've been doing is unfinished business. God damn it. Um... I feel you, you know, I feel like for the last 10 years, I've been wrapping up unfinished business. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I personally was looking over at the last three years, which were a lot more intense for me than the years prior to it in terms of my personal development. Um, but what I, what I've been able to accomplish during that time is actually really huge. So even though I, you know, I have this, I could have this perspective of, ah, oh, this was a really hard time. Um, it actually brought some just amazing, beautiful things into my life, some new ways of perceiving and being. And through that, I've been able to really anchor into a place of, I would say, deep faith in myself, um, deep peace in myself, optimism, uh, and balance. So if, if it took, you know, all of that disruption and uncertainty and things getting shaken up and in order to connect with something that ultimately is enriching my life for the better, then I think, great, great. It's all been worth it. No regrets. Um, so, you know, that's what we're heading into right now. We're heading into a place of, of uh, wrapping up the loose ends in, in certain ways. Okay, so finishing unfinished business, deciding which projects to put out and which ones to not put out. There are quite a few projects that I've been sitting on the fence about. Um, I have definitely been sitting on the fence about doing a online version of the self-healing mentorship and I'm not sure what's holding me back from finishing it I'm almost finished with it and um, for some reason I haven't been able to put the remaining energy into finishing this online program it might be because doing online shit is really really tedious it's very tedious to format um, it's like building a website, and it's really not my forte, <laughs> and I don't like that part of it, and I'm not sure if I need to like that part of it if it's not something that necessarily thrills me and speaks to me, but so I'm still sitting on it, and I'm still waiting. I'm waiting to feel if that's something I want to really complete, if the timing is right, if my energy can complete it. These are all things to take into account. You know, um, when I finished my record, I knew that I needed to take a break from it. So I took a couple months away from it, but then I knew when it was going to be ready to, to let it go. So it's also about 
to let it go into the collective. So this is also a time where we are really trusting in the gut around like what a priority is. What is a priority? So for me, I've found that, um, you know, I do spend a lot of time formatting shit online, putting up the podcast and all of that. It all takes a lot of energy. So I record the podcast in one thing, then I have to reformat the file and upload the file into different, um, uh, (laughs) this is probably so boring to everybody right now, but anyway, it takes me like a lot of time to do all of the online shit, just even for the energy reports and the newsletters, um, because there's a lot of moving pieces to, to doing any of that shit. It's not just like, ah, I'll just slap it up online. Um, it takes time and effort. And, uh, and so the energy report is a priority to me. It's something I really enjoy. I love connecting with the listeners in this way. And so our ritual this week is about priorities. What are those unfinished projects that are a priority? Is there something that actually just, you just maybe need to wait on? I mean, I have been talking about my self-healing online mentorship, like as an online downloadable class for like two years, but I just haven't felt that it's been the right time to complete it yet. And it hasn't been a priority. That doesn't mean it that will be that way forever. That just means that's where we are today. And, you know, I think it's really easy to get down on ourselves for like, oh, well, I started this thing and I didn't finish it. But if you don't have the energy for it and there are things that are more important right now, um, it it is important to allow yourself like, okay, well, this is not right timing for this. Um, So this week, priorities is the ritual. Our number one priority should always be our spiritual, mental, and physical health, period. That's it. That's the number one priority. Without prioritizing ourselves in this way, what we actually offer the world is just a shred of what it could be if we're feeling restored, rested, and clear. So if you're stressed about work or your relationships, I promise you the answer is always prioritize yourself, more self-care. It might sound as if it's counterintuitive, right? Oh, but if I take the focus off my work, I won't do a good job at work. If you put the focus on yourself, if you are in touch with yourself, it furthers all of your outward efforts. We're about to begin another Mercury retrograde period, which asks us slow down. Wrap up old ideas, projects, experiences, rather than starting off new. So what are your actual priorities right now? What are the projects that are a priority to you? What needs to change this week so that your work-life balance can feel good to you? Uh, Again, saying no to anything or anyone that feels draining and getting adequate support where you need. You know, asking for help, allowing yourself to receive it. Um, this, this Mercury retrograde is going to be a really sensitive, sensitive period. Okay. And on Monday, the 3rd of February, Mercury is going to enter Pisces and we are going to enter the shadow of Mercury retrograde. This is going to be an intense time. Mercury in Pisces is really just a, a hyper sensitive placement for our mind. Okay. So Mercury is the mind, our perceptions, how we communicate, how we see things. Um, and in, you know, in, in Mercury, uh, 
in uh, Pisces, rather, we're super imaginative. We have all those Neptunian themes that we've been talking about, so we're really magically thinking, right? We're like all in our imagination and our dreams, but sometimes we're daydreaming and we're deceiving ourselves, um, like we're imagining being with the unavailable partner, and we're disregarding that that person is unavailable and that we, they may be a reflection of our own unavailability, right? So something that's hard in in Mercury and Pisces is to see realistically in reality and rationally. And Mercury is really here to help us be more rational. It's to help us provide balance for our emotional selves. But with Mercury and Pisces, we're sort of really leaning into the emotional side and this can alter our perceptions uh, vastly. You know, um, it can make us either over-idealize people or it can make us villainize things, situations and people. Uh, it can make us overly pessimistic or, uh, or we can tap into the oneness of the creative consciousness. Um, so how we think and how we communicate are what Mercury uh, help us to, to um, work through lessons of. So... Again, great for our imagination in Pisces, great for compassionate thought, really good time for artistic endeavors, especially like music and poetry. This is, this is a great place for that. So maybe if you had some projects that really needed some attention, maybe you can come back for the next two months because for the next two months, uh, we're really going to be connecting in with this Mercury in Pisces. So it's a warm and emotional placement for our thoughts and inner perception, um, but we need to see things as they are, are not as we desire them. And maybe what that is, is that we just check in with ourselves. You know, when you're getting that really high feeling from a person or an experience, I'm so happy. I'm so high. I feel so good. And then checking in with, okay, is this, am I high? Right? Really checking in with that feeling of high. Is there balance here? Do I feel at peace still? Um, and is it possible that I just need to slow down a little bit and just like make sure that I'm staying present and conscious in my choice and just, ch just having a little check, just a little peripheral check. If there's any red flags, I might be avoiding not in a way where we're like trying to, um, fuck up our flow or make it like, when's the other shoe going to drop? Just in a way where we are just seeing all avenues and we are not in a heightened state of emotional response, but rather a place of peace, relief, balance, right? Where we're not um, rushing ahead. Um, I think one of the, the shadow sides of this placement is also an avoidance of conflict. You know, with this placement, we might try to just tell people what they want to hear rather than being up front. Um, so still remembering, kind of checking in with where it might be people-pleasing. You can be direct and assertive and also kind if that's your objective. You know, you don't have to. Like, being up front doesn't mean being rude. Um, and uh, it's also, like, not up to us how other people take things. So if kindness is our objective... Um, but we also need to have strong boundaries and assert our um, genuine selves. You know, it's really none of our business how people take it, ultimately. That's on them. 
that's that's their that's how they're dealing with their mind and their perceptions. So we never want to try to um, hide from conflict and thus um, not be connected to our boundaries because we are scared of you know displeasing somebody. You know, it's it's less important that we be liked and all the time and more important that we be genuine. Um, so, okay, so with our mind, sorry, I like, I have notes here and sometimes I lose my place. <laughs> so with our mind so connected to the collective consciousness with this placement, Pisces is the last energy in the zodiac and so it really is connected to all of the zodiac it has a little bit of each of it and um and and it and it, it really understands all the other energies in the zodiac it's a very compassionate and under, understanding placement in pisces but you know being that all of our collective mind is connected to all of this information it can be difficult to get grounded so we're going to want to really pay attention to that, like paying attention to food and exercise, the physical body, meditation, things that just like help us to be present to ourselves. Having a proper um, daily practice of that is really important. Try not to get lost in illusions and delusions and pessimism in the next two months. You know, if you notice yourself just like really depressed all the time, you have got to go and get some support. If you feel really just like down in the fucking dumps, get some support, get some help, reach out, make the investment if it costs money, you know, um, like something that helped me is that like 10 years ago when I started, you know, my deeper spiritual journey where I actually committed to practices for myself, I had to be willing to do anything differently. You know, so if you're in a place where you're feeling really down, really spiritually down, physically down, emotionally down, um, make the commitment to get support and help. Um, so Pisces feels a lot. It feels a lot. And when we're feeling with our mind, that can be a really difficult thing because you can't feel your feelings with your intellect, but this placement wants to do it. It wants to work it all out. It thinks if it just figures it all out, then it won't feel so bad. The truth is, is that we have to feel our feelings, good, bad, and ugly, regardless, regardless they're just sensations in the body. So it doesn't work to try to escape through overthinking, through addictions to alcohol and people and um, it doesn't work to try to run away from our feelings because of emotional overwhelm. We have to really face them. We don't have to do it alone. You don't have to face your feelings alone. You can be supported. But ultimately, you will have to face your feelings. You will have to face them. You'll have to feel them. So my advice is what are your healthy coping mechanisms, right? Because have them at the ready, I would even plan in, ad in advance, assume that the next two months are going to be uh, not less than desirable, possibly. You know, we don't have to expect the worst, but we can say, okay, well, this might be just like we do when we go into winter. We're like, well, winter is a 
it's a tough time, okay? It's more gray. We have to plan in advance of how we're going to take care of ourselves. I can't go and do my lovely walks, but I can do my daily yoga at home and really practice that. In fact, I even bought a little, um, for $20, I got this, uh, this bike so that I can ride this like stationary bike inside the house while, while it's winter time. Um, we have to we have to plan for these things. So in the next two months with Mercury and Pisces and then retrograding in a few weeks, we've got to have our healthy our healthy coping mechanisms at the ready. Uh, if you don't know what they are, then you need to cultivate them with the help of a teacher or supportive friend. So this placement again, it's not the easiest for our mind, thoughts, and perceptions. We're more disconnected than usual from our rational sides. And, um, and due to the retrograde, Mercury is going to be in Pisces much longer than usual. You know, usual, usually it's like three weeks, four weeks, but this time it's two months. So practice patience and planning while assuming that there will be some snafus and miscommunications during this period. We don't, it doesn't mean we chalk it up to that fucking Mercury retrograde. That's not what I'm saying. But as Mercury goes retrograde, so when, when a planet goes retrograde, it appears to go backwards. And what that does, that means that the energy then becomes internalized. So Mercury retrograde is difficult because everybody is so internalized. Our thoughts and feelings and perceptions, we're working on the inner self, right? So when someone is lost in thought and daydream, sometimes they have car accidents. Sometimes they mishandle a machine at work. Sometimes they're not paying attention and they drop their cell phone, right? So these are the things that happen during Mercury retrograde, um, because we're not seeing clearly because we're so in our own world, right? So it's easy to have a miscommunication with someone else when both people are really going through a lot of internal work. That's why things um, are a little bit more, uh, can be a little bit more contentious during Mercury retrograde. So just paying attention to that, uh, paying attention to the fact that we're more inward. I, I know I've said a lot about like just planning, planning for things to be a little bit more, you know, uh, foggy during this time, but try to stay optimistic, you know, especially if you are stuck in some winter dreariness, it is a tough time when you're cold, you're overworked, you're feeling isolated, etc. It can feel much worse than it really is when every day is the color of gray. Get the support and encouragement you deserve and need. And know that this season, feeling, moment, it's going to pass. And there's going to be a new moment right on the other side of it. We still have a minute before we hit this retrograde. But in the shadow period, you know, you might, you might already find yourself having some communication issues more than usual. Pisces, what a beautiful idealist. What a compassionate energy but also remembering that while it's fun to get caught up in our daydreams, we got to make sure that we're listening to repeat messages we may be getting, gut feelings, paying attention to red flags. You know, slow down, be patient, take your time, try not to run ahead blindly into anything, take more than enough time to consider what's really going on, to make decisions for yourself, um, to commit to anything, to sign any paperwork, uh, really feel into not just what your mind is saying, but what your body is saying to you. So if you want to really use this energy well over the next two months, some of the questions that we're going to ask ourselves is, 
just really how do we allow ourselves to be a channel for good in the world? You know, how do we allow ourselves to accept our true spiritual natures and also be here in the world as a human being? So I'm a human being, and that's a reality. I live here in the world, and I have human problems. I have to eat, sleep, and find shelter, and uh, find um, connection to other, other beings. But I'm also this, I also have an understanding of myself as an infinite energy with unlimited potential, uh, creative potential, um, and uh, that there's more to me than just my human sides. So balancing that means I'm not going to disregard my physical body, my physical life, my physical needs, uh, because, because I'm an infinite being, uh, but, or vice versa. You know, I need to kind of find a way to integrate both of them at all times. It's a time where we may be considering how and if our love for ourselves is unconditional if our compassion for ourselves is unconditional, if it's not for ourselves, then we'll find ourselves in a lot of judgment of other people too. So I think that with this placement of, of Mercury and Pisces, you know, it ushers us to be a force of love in the world. And of course, that starts at home. That starts at home with how we treat ourselves. So is the love you want for the world mirrored in the way you love yourself, especially in the thoughts, in the thoughts you tell yourself, in the repeat messages? All of the things that you're thinking are like affirmations. So if your thought is always, I won't, I can't, I'm not good, then that's an affirmation that you keep sending out creatively. And again, not to judge or shame that. That's part of um, the work that we're doing here is to transform that kind of creative thinking away from that fear-based, painful wounding and into a place of like... um, peace and, and, and a, a joyful celebration of affirmation of life, right? A reverence for life instead of this painful connection. So this retrograde is a really good time to, to tune into that. How am I thinking? How do I speak to myself and to others? Um, it's a good time to channel your energy creatively. You know, um, it's a great time for spirituality It's going to be a harder time for having serious talks, maybe, but it might be good if you needed to really express some some emotional stuff, express your feelings. Um, It's a more difficult time to get grounded. You're really going to need to rely on your self-care practices and tools for that. All right, so that's the major big shift at the beginning of the week. Next, we move into uh, Friday, the 7th of February, and Venus is going to enter Aries. It's leaving Pisces, and it's going to enter Aries. So Venus is how we express our affection, how we feel appreciated, how we give of ourselves, um, how we value, what our values are, how we value ourselves and others. Um, It's about romance. It's about love. And... um, Aries is, it's fiery, it's active, it's impulsive, it's more of a shoot first, ask questions later energy. And sometimes Venus can lose some of its softness with this placement as it charges ahead. It's, it's very, um, it's about, you know, this placement in Aries is about love for self, value for self. And it can be really helpful for boundaries. Um, 
So you can always tell when I've lost my place because I just have a really long so. <laughs> okay. If you have poor boundaries when it comes to other people, you know, you're always feeling drained by them. You might find this transit absolutely helpful because it really helps you to be a warrior for your own needs. You might start to think more in terms of a me-centered way, okay, when it comes to self-value and self-worth. Now, a lot of us, especially women, have been taught to not put yourself first, that there's something wrong with that. But if you are not centered in yourself, there's nothing that you can do to help other people as much as you could if you were centered in yourself. If you know where you begin and end, you're actually able to support, nurture, um, and, and provide more energy for others. So it's very important to be connected to self. Very, very important to be centered in yourself. And this energy might give us that impulse to really uh, stay true to those boundaries and those needs. This daring and independent energy of Venus and Aries, it's going to bring us passion to go for it, whatever it might be for each of us. Um, love is an adventure. It requires great fortitude, the courage to start or finish something big. Aries can do that. Um so that's on the agenda this week. As we leave the energy of Pisces the day before this transit, beware falling into the trap of pessimism and victimhood, especially over your dating life. The lower energies of Pisces, okay, can be pessimism and just feeling really victimized. Um, look for the gratitude. Look for the lessons you've had with others, those wonderful teachers. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't really like them. They were still good teachers, Everybody that you've known in your whole life has been egging you on towards, you know, evolving yourself, being more of yourself, being more in tune with your, with your mission of what is right for you, of how you, how you need to grow. So being grateful for all of the love that you shared, all of the relationships, even if they were for a day, a week, a year, an hour, it doesn't matter how long they lasted, um, something important happened from you connecting with others. So tap into the love that exists, no matter if a relationship ended, the lessons that exist, if you are feeling really down about dating, maybe you need to just totally take the, the focus off of dating. If that's a place of pain right now, I would absolutely say, give yourself six months, six months, where you only focus on nurturing and loving yourself so that your perspective can shift, so that you uh, are feel ready and open to receive love. You know, you are perfect wherever you are in your life. You don't need to have a partner to be a worthy person. You don't need to have a husband or a child or a wife to be a worthy person. You're already worthy. And those things take incredible work. And if you are really tapped into another part of your experience right now, developing yourself, that is such a gift to the collective. Um, it's such a gift to not just jump into s situations um, because of a desperate need. 
you know, so jumping into relationships or parenthood or anything because of a desperate need. And I'm not saying everybody does this. I'm saying it's better for you if you found yourself being selective, if you found yourself working through a lot of deep uh, emotional stuff with, with your partners as opposed to kind of having a long-term, you know, maybe relationship that feels more secure, you're still so benefiting the collective and benefiting yourself. There's no one-size-fits-all way of living our lives. And uh, something that we've evolved into is not, is not needing to, to be in those roles necessarily. So we're redefining our roles. And of course, our collective is representing that, right? We're seeing that reflected. And sometimes it's hard to know how to move forward. And that is definitely a, a place where we're in right now when it comes to dating and relating to others. I think that like if you're having a hard time dating and relating to others, it's not just you. It's not just you. This is where we are in the collective. And, um, you know, I think this Mercury retrograde period is a great time to, to connect in with recalling back all your energy to you that you've exerted out before, right? Reclaiming it for you, really tapping into like how you feel valued, how you feel loved, which is that Venus and Aries energy, giving yourself that, romancing yourself and working through any of that old material, old relationships, you know, unfinished business, and allowing this to just be a time where you give yourself permission to do that instead of holding yourself uh, in a place of pain if you're not moving forward in, in a way that you'd like to be at this particular time. All of this is going to come to a crux on um, both Saturday and Sunday, the 8th and 9th of uh, February. So at um, 11.33 Pacific Standard Time, 2.33 a.m. Eastern, we're going to have a full moon in Leo. In my opinion, this is a wonderful full moon. Uh, what's better than the energy that says put yourself out there, the world needs to see you. You know, and if you are more of a behind-the-scenes type, this energy also helps us to dig into our inner child. Leo is so much about accessing play that we crave, being able to connect to that innocence of our inner child, our creative uh, sense um, of, of what that inner child needs. So the collective needs to really know you. We crave the intimacy that comes from connecting with one another as our most genuine selves. The collective really craves seeing you. And... Um, Sometimes that can feel untrue, as when we reveal the real us, it can be disconcerting. But that's just because people are just so not used to people being their genuine selves. I like to use the word genuine instead of authentic. I do use the word authentic sometimes. But, you know, I realize that, like, when you authenticate something, it really has to be done so by someone else. Let's say you, uh, you say, this painting is authentic. It required someone else authenticating it, right? Which, which almost like, it almost like alludes to some sort of like approval from others of what's authentic and what's not. So I've started to say genuine because to me, genuine, it's like, am I genuine? Is this how I really feel? Is this what I really think? Um, those are the more important things. Uh, 
to be tapped into. We're not being authentic or genuine for any kind of approval from someone else. We're doing it because it's just who we are. It's how we need to feel seen and heard. And sometimes that is like surprising and shocking to other people who are, you know, really comfy, cozy under their mask. Um, But this is a time where you really feel it in your body if you're not being genuine. You know, we're really feeling, we're really noticing, and it doesn't feel good. So this full moon... It's an opportunity to become intimate with others by being ourself. Um, yes, that's scary, and it can cause a reaction in ourself and others. But mostly people are truly moved by authentic feeling and expression. I've definitely found that, which is why we love film and music so much, because it really is jam-packed with the expression of the human experience. And this is where Leo really excels. It really excels at self-expression, through things like film and music. It's a very creative energy. So this full moon is about connecting to our self-expression. You probably felt called in the last year to let go of old roles and identities that didn't feel good or true to you. And the next step is in taking the necessary risks to pour our hearts out into the collective. You know, if you don't feel vulnerable when it comes to your creative gifts and self-expression, then it's probably not really genuine. Of course you're going to feel, it's going to feel super risky to show the true you. That is a natural part. It is not a sign that you shouldn't be doing it. If you feel scared to do something, that is not a sign that you're just no good. That is a sign that it is a very vulnerable place, and even more so, should you um, express those, those inner gifts, those uh, talents, that self-expression. Leo excels at courage, the courage to express yourself regardless of your fears. Um, yes, being vulnerable is risky. It's so worth it, though, because we do need to be seen, and we need to see one another as our truest selves, and this full moon is going to highlight where that needs to happen for you. Full moons are about emotional release, so perhaps events at this time are lining up to push you into your personal expression of self. Own that moment, loves. Own it. Don't fall into the traps of self-abuse, self-hatred, and victim mindset. Be courageous. Take the steps necessary to show us you. Make your own mold. Break the old mold. You know, that's really what um, Venus in Aries is about, too. Do what will bring you peace and fulfillment, not uh, no matter how wild and wacky and no matter how much outward approval and support you don't get. Okay, when you're truly doing things that are amazing, you might not get support. You might not. It might be a delayed response. You might be ahead of your time, but you must do the things that really uh, get you feeling alive inside. Sun is the sun, which is currently in Aquarius, is really helping us to realize that we can rebel against societal and conditioned ideas around fulfillment. We can revolutionize them. We can reform them. The downside to Leo that we might see during this full moon is going to be selfishness, narcissistic behavior, and a penchant for drama and crisis. With our mind, Mercury, and the super sensitive transit of Pisces, we want to remember that our feelings are not facts and can be reactions to wounding triggers, not intuitive guidance. I like to say that the intuition always feels like the sensation of release, not of, of, of relief, rather, not like the house is about to burn down. 
be aware of your triggers, right? Be aware of your wounding. Um, that can help you to nurture yourself during this stressful time. So if we're aware of our triggers, we're aware of what's underlying, we can be really heightened in our response in a nurturing way rather than using substances, people, or unfulfilling tactics and behavior to numb or, or quell the discomfort. Again, get support loves. I want to thank all of the supporters of the Energy Report podcast and newsletter, including our new patron, Carmen. Thank you so much for exchanging energy with me and for supporting all of the listeners and readers with your contributions. I have um, a couple of new offerings on my website. I've got a full moon meditation and a new moon meditation, as well as a couple of other guided meditations available in my online shop. This is a meditation that you can do specifically to help Uh, clear energy and harness um, release. You can use it during any full moon or any time that you want to engage in some release. And you can also use the new moon meditation anytime that you need to set some intentions or during any new moon. My new album Yin is out. It's a sound meditation and an energy healing. It's very personal to me. I'm excited to bring it to you. It's available on all streaming platforms or you can support the album by purchasing it for $11 via Bandcamp, uh, which is in the show notes. And uh, finally, I'm going to be in New York City treating in Greenpoint, Brooklyn on Sunday the 23rd of February and Monday the 24th of February. I only have a limited uh, amount of slots available. Um, If you want to book with me, you can send me an email uh, with with the date and time you wish to book. So either Sunday the 23rd, uh, 4 to 8 p.m., or Monday the 24th, I'm available all day. Please let me know. I have 60 and 90-minute in-person energy healing sessions available. All right, loves. So I will see you next week. Um, Sending you so much love. Be really gentle on yourselves. Be really kind. Be a force of love by just really loving yourself. What we need is for you to love yourself so deeply, so unconditionally, uh, that everything you touch also resonates with that vibration.